calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hello, fans of Dungeons & Dragons and actual play podcasts. Lovers of lore-rich storytelling, phenomenal characters, and grand adventures. The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast, would like to invite you to check out our actual play. We're a top-charting podcast with a thriving community and over 200 hours of epic story for you to binge. I catch up on. The Homebrew is a D&D 5th edition campaign reskinned as a huge sci-fi space opera. Join us anywhere podcasts are found by searching The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. One more time, that's The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. Hi there, I'm Marisha Ray, and you're listening to the Critical Role Podcast. So, last we left off, Vox Machina had confronted the Whispered One, the Undying King Vecna in the Shadowfell. <laughs> yes. Um, the battle did not go in your favor. Uh-oh. The death and very faint recovery of Vex and the disintegration of Vax during this confrontation. Uh, realizing that it was not going in your favor, uh, you plane shifted the Feywild where you began to come up with some sort of plot or plan to try and bring your friend Vax back without a body. During this time, Vax had a conversation with his patron, the Raven Queen, and was given an offer where he could return, along with uh, powers that would aid in this coming final confrontation. However, the deal came with some drawbacks, and upon his uh, friends awakening the next morning in the Feywild, they found Vax returned to them, whole, seemingly alive, returned, though missing his equipment. Uh, the equipment returned, and a brief period of figuring out what uh, what possibly delivered their friend back to the space. Uh, it was decided that, based on his experience with his patron, that the uh, the powers beyond the divine gate, the prime gods that lay claim to the divine beyond the prime material plane, uh, will probably be the next best bet in gaining some sort of power information about how to better prepare for a coming struggle with Vecna, the Whispered One. You then made your way to Vasselheim, where Pike went to her Temple of Serenray, which she had helped raise and reconstruct, uh, and had a vision from her patron deity, asking her to come visit her at the Island of Renewal, uh, and was granted, through this vision, uh, an object that would link, via the, uh, your spell, a way to tra- traverse past the Divine Gate and directly to her location 
on the plain of Elysium. Um, also, Grog and Scanlan had a little excursion in the city of Asselheim and a minor really altercation with the guards, which led to a, a larger altercation with the guards, which led to a much larger altercation with the gods, which led to them barely escaping <laughs> and deciding it's time to go. Um, go back. <laughs> uh, you guys then clasped hands and using the plane shift spell found yourselves stepping down on the crunching sand-like shores of the island of Renewal. They're looking past the clusters of stone and trees that mark the perimeter of this interesting, beautiful, strange, distant landscape. You could see beyond the tree line and the, the hills that jut up from the floor, the crystalline structure that seems to mark the center of the island, and that is where we left off. So, what would you guys like to do? You say the sand is made of pearls. It appears to be, yeah. The the the, the, the granules of the sand are they're too big to be tiny sand granules, but they're about pearl size, maybe a little bit smaller. And they're smooth, and they're they're they seem to reflect the light in a very beautiful way. Look. Take a handful and like look at them. Ooh, should we make a body scrub? <laughs> <laughs> good idea, Pike. I'm just gonna take like a good handful and put it in a pouch and save them. Okay. Microdermabrasion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're just microplastic beads that had washed up on the shore. What about I'm gonna, magic? I'm gonna I'm gonna take just a little bit too. Okay, so you gather up some of these uh, these pearlescent beads of some kind and uh, fill a small pouch with them and put it amongst the rest of your belongings. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Anything else you guys wish to do to prepare? What do you want to do? To prepare? Oh, oh God. Shit. We're going to go see Saren Ray, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, like one does. So. Just fucking jauntily walk up. And you said that that tower ah! was full of, of some sort of flame, right? Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, Robot Liam. No, no, I wanted two cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> I am richer for having known you. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we got you better. There we go. So what did you say? Uh, I said brip bra brip bra bra. Uh, <laughs> you said that that tower had was full of some sort of flame, right? Yes. The in what little you can see, it seems to form this this torso of a feminine structure, um, the body of which gives out these wings that curl upward and kind of held amongst the center of these wings is a large uh, gem-like flame, and you see within the actual crystalline, uh, we call it like a palace, if you will. Uh, it looks like there's a light source within that flickers and dances, like an internal f- bonfire or flame, and it seems to have a pulse to it. Oh. I'm sure this is unnecessary, but I'm going to start thinking about setting the Deathwalker's Ward to uh, fire damage. <gasps> okay, uh, so you guys want to take Chase. a short rest to do so? Oh. oh. Do we need a short rest? To, s- I mean, to reset his, his he armor, he does. 20 minute. <sighs> Well, I don't have to. If we're anyone else wants to stop, we're not, yeah. in, we're not in a rush, right? Twenty minutes won't kill us. Good. I guess. Oh. Sure. Let's, let's sure. Okay, so you take the better part of an hour, half an hour or so, forty minutes or so, for a short rest to reset your armor to uh, fire resist. Yeah. Any other preparation? Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, I'm no expert on the religious arts, <laughs> but we have this uh, eye of doom with us. Should we really be bringing this into a holy place of, of goodness? I don't know. Is that? I think, if anything, it, it might be even less effective here. But what if yeah. it knows yeah. where we are 
and can somehow get an advantage and kill Saren Ray or something. I don't know. I feel like we should definitely ask Saren Ray about it. Yeah. But it's a little late to get rid of it now. Yeah, well, we're going to, other than <coughs> your pocket dimension. It's in the bag of holding, right? Nope. I have it. Oh, she has it. I have the eyeball in the box. Is it still in the box? Can you shake the box to make sure it's something Don't open the box so I don't, don't need open to the see box. anything. Just shake it. It's got a little glass. feel like there's an eyeball if you shake it? <laughs> Just shake it and feel like it's like a shake around. It's squishy. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It does rattle a little bit. Like a peeled wet grape. You hear it sloshing around inside. Ew. That's the only <laughs> trick ever. It is. Yeah. Can you crush the tiny like granules on the ground, like in between your finger? If you try really hard, is do, it like? Do hard? you try? Yeah, I try real. Okay, hard. pick one up and you <laughs> make a string check. Dun 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 dun. Uh, twenty-two, oh. twenty-three. No. Oh. Whoa, the titanium <laughs> pearls. It would be good for a microdermabrasion. It really, really would. Yeah. Wow. Could I um, put my hand in the water? Yeah. Just, See, just like a, just a doot. You step back a bit to where the shore is, and the, 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 the water is like gently brushing against the shore and then pulls back. There's no heavy waves. The current is just this steady, almost relaxing, undulating sound. You reach over and place your hand within. You feel the water kind of soak into the inside of the plates of your gauntlet. Um, it's warm. It's probably the equivalent of a good 75, 80 degrees. Um, it, it'd be wonderful beach water. <laughs> okay. Oh, guys, it feels so right nice. <laughs> Let's just we stay go for here. like, a, just a little bit of a swim while he attunes to his... <laughs> probably, yes. I, uh, you got 20 I, minutes. I over to Pike and just put my feet in the water with her, stand on the edge. Yeah. Me too. Oh, yes. so. Okay. So you I guys put my cold feet in since I have no shoes. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh. Wow! And the look. Shameful. Is there a sun? Like, uh, like yeah. a point of light in the sky? The sky is uh, <laughs> gently dappled with uh, faint wisps of cloud and is blue and beautiful, but you do not see a particular sun in the sky. Though the light seems to be ever-present, and what faint shadows you see seem to be almost from multi-directional light. There is no actual sun in the sky that you can see. The light appears ever-present. <laughs> Strange. Oh, wow. Wow, Grog. Ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep an eye out and see if any there's any kind of movement in the fields while he's attuning his armor. Perception check, please. Um, 24. All right. As you guys sit there waiting on the edge of the shoreline, uh, keeping a watch across the waters and the edges of where the, the beach begins to slowly form into the rolling hills and the sparse bits of trees that you see marking the interior of the island, um, there's no change. It, it's it's almost like whatever pattern is here is a set pattern, or at least any alterations or changes would be over a long, very prolonged period of time. You see no signs of any other life. You see no signs of any other beings walking within your immediate eyesight. Does it feel nice? It feels nice. It feels comfortable. It's welcoming. It's a little quiet. When this roast is over, like, do we know what direction we're going in? 
think towards the giant tower. Towards the big tower, I imagine. Well, geez, not everybody fucking wants, all right. Well, you had such good observation skills with the whole ever-present light thing. Just... What does that mean? Man, that's... You're always a surprise. Even after so many years. Thank you. I will say... I look at Pike. Mm. I say, Pike, I, uh, this place is beautiful. It, it's incredible. And I don't think we would be here if it wasn't for you and your connection to Sarah and Ray. And, and I'm honored to be here with all of you all and to see this place with Vax. This makes me happy. Just this moment. This is nice. I love you all. Love you too. Love you too, Keith. I love you, Kiki. Just to be clear. And I use my inspiring leader feet. Thank yes. you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask. Was that well thought out speech and inspirational? (laughs) 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 All right, so level 18 that you are, uh, with no charisma modifier, correct? Everyone gains 18 temporary hit points. Are we all healed up and and healthy now? You did take a long rest. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. we did take a long rest. Okay, okay. Yeah, there was some healing spells spent on Pike's end, dealing with the eye that was recovered, I think, and then you with the. The plane. Me and Grog got shot a few times. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, you guys oh, yeah, need to heal a little bit. Happen. But I can use some hit dice. <laughs> yes, you can during the short rest. <laughs> these uh, these boots of haze. I'm good. I don't have to attune to them. They're not attunable, right? Or do I have to attune to them? Uh, yes, darling, they are. They're attunable. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Then I'm just gonna unattune my bracers. Untune my boots of haze that I have on. Oh, I'm just gonna spend like the next like ten minutes goes. just cleaning them up and making them look like really pretty. You know you're gonna get them back next long rest. <laughs> All right, so you've attuned oh. to the boots of hate. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna get so much shit online. No, <laughs> no you're gonna <laughs> broomgate two point. Run away from it. Almost lose somebody. <laughs> oh! Oh! I'm so proud. I'm so glad you're back. He's as cold as his skin is. Right don't now. die anymore. It's your boy. It's in character. I mean, don't give her a hard time. Yeah, <laughs> it's awful. All right. So you guys, you guys finish resting. Um, it is comfortable. It is nice here, and 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 especially in the the rush of the current state of things, this brief moment of respite is. It feels so removed. From that race, that chaos, that that ever-present fear and doubt, and they don't, you know whether it's just the surroundings or just the general nature of the plane that you're in, but it's it's soothing, it's comforting. Um, as you finish your attunement to the item, you finish your uh, new attunement to your resistance. You guys gather your things, step out of the water, put your footwear back on, and what would you like to do? Walk towards the busty lady. Yeah. Okay. The What's the marching order? Oh, oh, no. oh really? We're going to have to fight things in this beautiful place? No. Ash, Ash the first. Ash the first. Ash in front. Okay, Ash is in front. Who's next? I'm with Pike. 
All right, Grog's right up there with Pike. I'll be behind Grog. I'll be with you. Lovely. I'm going to trail sheepishly behind Kayla. I was about to say, I don't leave Vax's side. <laughs> Trinket is out. Trinket is out? And All he's right. walking between... Between... Like, behind Zombie me boyfriend. and Percy. Yeah. yeah. All righty. And as always, yeah, I'll enjoy the rear. Yeah, yeah you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, then. All righty, so... So, with, with Pike leading on, uh, and approaching the pathways that lead towards the center of the island, the rolling hills ascend higher and higher, the further towards where the distant crystal monolith resides, uh, up from the soft pearl-like sand to reveal large obelisks of carved rectangular stone at off-kilter angles, kind of jutting out of the ground in places. You had seen some of these at a distance when you arrived, and you as well in your vision, Pike, earlier. Um, the, the trees you walk past begin to slowly thin out and are replaced with some of these stone structures. You can see this almost like an outer ring of nature that uh, encloses the uh, inner portion of this island. Uh, you see some of the, uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, the wind is now warm against your skin as it begins to whip through this area and you can hear it kind of tear through some of the openings between these ever densely growing clusters of stonework. Um, occasionally, these stone structures resemble figures of old, ancient figureheads from the age of Arcanum, who bore the embrace of the Everlight with them before her following fell from grace. Uh, you can see the ravages of time and the diminishing of her influence following the divergence uh, are shown on some of these figures as they appear to be sheared or cracked or broken in places. Um, but still no sign of anything else moving on the island. Does it look like people are avoiding us, or does it look like there's just not, this is not a place of... of mm, make a perception check. Alright. I have a funny feeling you would say that. Eh. Um. Twelve. You see no signs of any movement, any foot tracks, no signs of anything in the vicinity that would lead you to believe that you're being avoided or being watched. Does it look like anyone has been here for, for a very long time? Um, make an investigation check. Oh, I'm not going to waste luck on that. That's a one. I have no idea what's going on. In you this have no place. idea. <laughs> um, but Pike, you lead on. You make your way through these tangled paths, and they shift and curve and turn, and the light never seems to change overhead, and. As you hike along and chat amongst yourselves and keep open to the vicinity around you and you're breathing in the clean air with hints of sea spray and saltiness that eventually makes its way through the breeze. Uh, you can feel parts of you sweat beneath your armor just in the general warmth of the atmosphere and uh, you travel for about an hour, Pike, uh, and Vex and Vax and Keyleth, you pick up on this too. Um, the crystalline structure in the center of the island doesn't appear to be any closer. Oh, shit. <laughs> Didn't we go through something like this before? We literally went through this before. We had to, like, we had to really yes. think about being there? Is that what we had to do? It was something yes, about... Yes, Pike, do you think you need to talk talk to her somehow? Or, or no, talk no, no, to her somehow? Yeah, I... I okay, I'm going to pull out um, the, the key again. Okay. The, um, 
The metallic loop? Or the, 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 metallic the curved loop. piece of metal? Okay. Yeah. Um, there is no spoon. There is no spoon. Uh, Saren Ray, we've traveled very far, and and we are here. And if you could give us any guidance to get closer to you, I would be forever grateful. You just say this out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you look out before you, still staring at the the crystal structure, and no response. Okay, I r- repeat that again in my head. Okay, so you just say it back to yourself in your head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taking them off one at a time. Okay, go. so you look forward at the, at, at the, the, the crystalline structure, uh, looking at its form, and focus on those words on the inside of your head. I know. No response. <laughs> hey, Maybe we gotta let her know we're here. Pikey poo, Pikey pants. When you you kind of had a religious thing and talked to your god, right? Say again. You when you talked to Saren Ray briefly, right? Yeah. Did she invite you or all of us? Oh shit. Oh, I mean. <laughs> Just this is like the thing where you think you're invited to a party, so you bring like your whole crew, and then maybe you realize that they weren't invited. Do you, you, you want to walk solo for ten minutes and see if you are solo getting any closer? We'll keep you in, in ear contact. Is this like party hopping at Comic Con? Yeah. Oh. Get us on the list. Once you're in there, then we'll yeah, join we you in line. Yeah. 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 See how many wristbands you can get. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll keep walking. <laughs> Um, and I'll just keep, you know, looking back, <laughs> thumbs up, uh, and I'll just see what see what I can I can find. Okay, you walk forward and you can look back at your friends and you continue to walk forward towards the structure. You eventually kind of begin to weave between these stone obelisks, uh, which get dense and overlap to the point where maybe about a hundred feet ahead you lose sight of Pike. Uh, I want to get on my broom and fly up in the air and see if I can see her from the air. Okay, you fly up in the air. And you look down and you see her. She's just beyond your, you know, right beyond where you lost sight of her originally. Okay. And she's just walking forward. Okay. How you doing, Pike? Getting any closer? Good. Does the, good. Does the just, tower look just, bigger? Just traveling over these uh, stone, the stone s- s- structures. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You watch, Pike. You you walk for another ten minutes or so on your own, and you watch her travel. And like as you kind of focus. She doesn't seem, she's traveling, but she's still the same distance from everyone else she was when she left. She went just beyond the eye line, and then just, uh, it's weird, it, like, it doesn't make sense. You've watched her maneuver and change and shift around things, yet she hasn't gotten any further or any so closer. Like side-scrolling background? <laughs> like, well, she I mean, on kind of, in a way, I guess. And I turn around and the, the ocean is still where it, it was, yeah. behind us? Pike. Does it look like I've gotten far? I feel like I've gotten real far. I don't think you've gotten far at all, dear. <laughs> I think you're in the same place. Mm-hmm. I've got a weird theory. Is the terrain repeating itself? What was your theory? 
Maybe close. Maybe it's, this is vision based. Maybe maybe we have to close our eyes. How did we do this before? <coughs> I like we this. Just Let's just walk really with our eyes. Maybe closed. we yeah, just have to think really hard idea. about being at the tower. Right, I close right. my eyes and I just start walking straight ahead. <laughs> it <Okay>. worked. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Grog closes his eyes and starts walking. I close my eyes and think really hard about being directly in front of the tower. Okay. Anybody else do anything? Yeah. Start. Walking <laughs> the opposite direction. Okay. Eyes closed and open. Away from the tower. So with my eyes open. Oh. Okay. Keyleth turns away. I spin three times in a circle. <laughs> with I'm tired. What are, you, what are you doing, Pike? Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stand there and think about being closer to the tower with my eyes closed. Okay. Um, you all begin. You close your eyes and begin walking and start wandering in different directions and bumping into pieces of stonework and um, bunch of cockroaches. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, Pike, you you close your eyes for a moment and concentrate, and your your vision. Sorry. Your vision is is dark. You don't see the world around you, but within a few seconds of kind of embracing this darkness, a sudden burst of light appears ahead of you. You see a burning beacon visible in the direction where the palace, the crystal palace was before you. Okay. Just Pike? Just Pike. So, I'll try keeping my eyes closed and start walking towards it. Okay. Um, You, as you guys are kind of figuring yourself out and you are just concentrating so hard on being there. I turn around, is the tower any closer? Nope. Is it further? Yep. Shit. <laughs> I walk back. Okay. You join the rest of the group and you watch half your party and still stumbling into pieces of stone. Uh, Pike, you, you, with your eyes closed still, kind of seeing this burning beacon, this like circular sphere wreathed in flame that just kind of licks up uh, as the, the flames kind of slowly burrow out of the bottom of the structure and flicker off into nothing. You step for about two minutes or so in its direction and the heat gets warmer and warmer and warmer and then you kind of open your eyes for a moment and you're right in front of it. Hey guys, can you see me? Can, can we, we hear, hear her? You guys can hear her, yeah. Um, oh shit, I opened my eyes. <laughs> you look down, she's right in front of the, the crystal structure. She got all the fucking way there. How did you do that? Wow. What, what did you I do, Mike? I just, I just thought about it. I closed my eyes and I started walking. That's what I fucking did. Yeah, I did too. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Open your eyes, girl. Okay. Oh. I walked just, the other way and it definitely didn't work. <laughs> what is she doing that we're not doing? She's fucking... Her hair is partially she's blue. She's divine. Maybe we should dye our hair blue as well. <laughs> maybe it's... Maybe you can only get here if you're a believer of Ray. Oh, I'm a, bel- I'm a yeah. believer. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Can I try? I'm a believer. Okay. I believe in God. All you right. Close, you close your eyes? Yeah, I'm going to clutch my symbol of Saren Ray, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to close my eyes, and I'm going to see if anything happens. You sit there in silence for about a minute and a half as the darkness is there before you, pitch black, and you're like clutching the symbol as hard as you can with your fingers to the point where it's almost hurting your hand and you see just the faintest distant flicker. I'm gonna go towards it. Okay, you guys watch Scanlan, eyes closed, begin walking towards the crystalline structure. Uh, It's working for him. I'm gonna follow him. I'm gonna try to follow him. I'm gonna try, not gonna aim for the tower, I'm gonna try to get to Pike. 
Okay, so you're, so you're just going straight for Pike? Yeah. Okay. And you're following Scanlan? Yeah, just kind of nonchalant. Okay. <laughs> Vax, Keyleth, Grog? What do we do? I'm not going anywhere. This is, this is Come dumb. on, Grog. I'm confused. <laughs> I want to see what happens to those two when they follow. So, what are you guys doing? Yeah. We're not how is it working? What are you guys doing? They're believers. Maybe you guys have to believe. Well, I think that the existence of a pantheon of gods is a well-established fact in our world. Yeah, I mean, so actually, that's true. So poetic. Do I have to believe deeper than that? I think perhaps you need reverence. So Scanlan reverence. And, Scanlan and Percival disappear into the brush ahead of you guys as you're having this conversation. You rushing towards Pike as you're kind of goading towards her. You're not getting any closer. Like you can see things rushing past you, but it's it. There's some disconnect that as soon as you begin to change focus, you, you're right where you were. Um, Grog and Scanlan, uh, Scanlan, you step forward and that beacon becomes brighter and warmer and you feel the warmth and you open your eyes and you're there next to Pike in front of oh. the palace. And Grog, you walked alongside Scanlan and you walked as he watched and you went past the brush and suddenly you're at the palace. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, sorry, not Grog. Percy was. Percy. Oh, uh, you, you stayed back. <laughs> I, mis- I misremembered. Keyleth's hands. Okay. Percival. Percival. I made it. Wait, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fault. So, Percival, you made, you made it past the boundary with Scanlan. How did you... How did you... What? Shit, we should have followed Pike. Oh, Percy, you don't believe in anything. This is bullshit. I believe in plenty of things. But, yeah, no, I agree. This mm. is bullshit. I'm gonna close my eyes and be like, mm, Saren Ray, I really believe in you. You're so holy Super and believable. very divine and beautiful, and I think you do really good things for Pike, and I'm very happy about that. You concentrate. A minute. Two minutes. And five oh, minutes. Fuck. Pike, this is not working. Pike, Pike, do you, you, you want to collect the rest of them and leave yes, them back okay. here? Uh, can I, I scoop I, up Keyleth's hands I walk back and say, them? Uh, you, you trust me, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know that good feeling that you have when you hang out with Pike, you know, that sort of, just that warm feeling you have, just, you know, yeah, toasting marshmallows with her around the fire, that kind of feeling? Yeah. You know that comes from Seren Ray, so focus on that with me, and we'll go, we'll go to Pike. Focus on Seren Ray and that marshmallow feeling. But that comes from Pike, not from Seren Ray. You know that's partially true, but not all true. Come on, give it a shot. Okay, I try really hard to think about uh, the the marshmallowy goodness that is Saren Ray. Of Saren Ray. Okay, Vax and Keyleth do this, and then what do you do? Close our eyes and 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 Focus. Uh, show reverence. Okay. To her. Uh, another five, six minutes of darkness passes. Your eyes are closed. No beacon. Okay. How long will it take me to walk back to them? Do you walk back to them? I'm going to walk back to them. Okay. A minute. You emerge from the brush and you walk in and see uh, Keyleth and Vax, eyes closed, clutching hands, just (laughs) hoping and and Grog looking bored as hell. Okay. Okay. Where's Vax? I'm I'm, I'm up here, dear. Okay. Come here. Come here. I I have an idea. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So everybody... Uh, put hold, uh, hold on to me somehow. Okay. Like, hands. like hold hands, like in a, like preschool. Yeah. Well, like a like a train. Just, yeah. Okay. Just, just don't let go. Okay. I hold your hand. And I'm gonna I'm gonna think real hard, and maybe we'll all 
be there together. Okay. 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 We have to walk though, right? Eyes yeah. closed. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm not closing my eyes. I'm just holding on to Pike's hand. I'm still thinking about marshmallows though. Thinking about bacon. <laughs> I grab Pike by the earlobe. Okay. <laughs> uh, tickles. <laughs> <laughs> and Pike, do you close your eyes and follow that beacon once more? Yes. Okay. Uh, as you guys walk alongside, focusing on Pike and her leading this small pack of friends along through the uh, the heavily rolling hills and the pieces of, of stone obstruction that kind of force you to make your way around. And you kind of help guide her around these various obstructions that get in the way. Pike, you're just concentrating on this burning beacon of warmth ahead of you. And within three minutes of travel, it seemed almost, almost closer than when you saw her disappear before. You guys kind of look at her and glance up and you've just come across the threshold of the stones and you're now in this open sandy patch at the base of this large crystal structure. Nice. It worked. Good job. We did it. Wow. It's only like a okay. second walk. I can poo. Look at how look at this. <laughs> so now standing. It's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> Is it? It's so much more beautiful up close. So standing before this magnificent glass-like structure, you can see the winding shapes and edges clearly ascending to form a female torso rising from beneath the sands to a staggering height. Uh, two wings of glittering crystal curving upward to frame a massive round red gem that shines above the head of the woman with flames curling from the inside of the facets of this 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 extreme this, this red gem would probably be about twice the size of Grog. Whoa. Um, it's it's hard to see the actual height of it here, but it's it's probably close to 100 feet tall, the entire structure. Um, now you see the shifting flicker of the intense fire that burns within the palace now uh, is causing the shadows cast by all nearby things to dance behind you. Um, and in the inside, you can see uh, what appears to be a, a heavy bonfire, almost, that is visible beyond like a 20-foot kind of domed doorway right at the base of the torso. Um, as you begin to approach the entrance to this crystalline palace-like statue, uh, the heat of those flames that you see inside roaring and burning quickly get hotter and hotter on your skin. And as you begin to enter the interior of the structure, um, the heat feels like it should be getting close to unbearable, but it never hurts. You acknowledge the temperature change, and you're used to, to knowing this much heat should hurt, but it never does. It's just hot and, and welcoming. Um, you now stand within the hollow interior of this incredible wonder. Uh, looking at a spiraling red tower of orange-red flame that reaches up about 60 feet or so in this kind of spiral. It's all flame. It's all flame. Just this large bonfire in the center of the structure. Um, It flares rhythmically, like a very intentional heartbeat. (laughs) Giving these whipping sounds of the heat and the wind in the air that it's uh, tossing upward and out into the rest of the island around, and you now begin to Acknowledge the warm winds that were blowing through the island all seem to be centering and spiraling out from the center of the island. And it's at that point you see something in the flame begin to take shape. You watch as this this outline, this dark outline begins to open up as two large wings unfurl from within, revealing feathers of ivory and pearl like the beach you arrived on. 
as this 15-foot-tall feminine vision of Serenray emerges from the roaring pyre. Long, curling flames burn as her hair from her beautiful dark skin framing a warm and motherly smile, her eyes gold and brown like the most polished brass. Her robes of light blue unfurl in endless strands that almost seem to tether her to the inferno behind her. And as she emerges from the flame, you can't help but find yourself just stunned in awe at the presence, her standing there unsinged from the flames. Slowly descends, still floating above you, her arms out, her wings and hair unfurled, almost like a canopy above the group as you look up at her. Her face turns and smiles onto small pike on the ground, and you hear her voice. For the first time for all of you, but not the first for Pike, who's heard her voice for a very long time. My Pike, you come to me after all this time. Such a beacon in a very dark world. Welcome. I, I take a knee. Thank you for letting us come here. I, I, it's, it's just such an honor to be in your presence and, and to meet you in person. Um, I, I, I've been a, a believer of yours for my whole life and to actually be here in front of you is very humbling. She descends faintly and her massive form slowly seems to not shrink, but just shift perspective a bit, where once she was this, this massive entity before you, seems almost human in size as the hand comes down and uh, reaches and touches the top of Pike's forehead and just runs down the nose onto her chin. And you see the brow furrow a bit as she says, you vanished from my sight. You walk paths cast in shadow. My sands whisper thoughts of sorrow and foreboding. I must know from you all what dark tidings bring you before me harboring such emotion. Well, uh, I, I think last time we spoke, we took on a battle that we, we were not able to complete, and we need your help. What, um, what type of foe do you face? She looks to you, but there's a, a faint bit of recognition. This entity, this Vecna, is clouded, even in history. I know little myself, and with my sands, they know little of this undying king. I imagine by his own design. He deals in secrets. It's kind of his thing. What can you tell me? We have a piece of him. We do. Yes, maybe. Well, we can tell you that he's uh, 
awful, evil, pure evil incarnate, and he, he wants, wants to, to be, be a god. god. He has and eyes on your territory. He is something of a demigod now, you could say, and well on his path to ascension. Ascension? He wants to be like you. How? Or I guess he wants to be like the Raven Queen. You watch the flames grow a little more cool, a little more of a deeper red in color, and the brow furrows more, and she pulls back a little bit from Pike, not in a, a retraction, but just a, a worried sense that seems to fill the room. The, the brightness of the outside sky seems to dim ever so slightly. An ascension. The Raven Queen, you say? I just, I, I don't, he could tell you more, but I know she was a mortal who rose to her godhood, and I know he's looking for a similar path. Impossible. We've seen it. He's been working on it for a very long time. And obviously hungry for power. There's the, the wings still unfurled, the tips seem to almost curl in a bit as she, as opposed to floating above you, out and about, is now standing tall, floating above the ground about five or six feet. Her vision, her eyes seem to drift from you and look out past the glass and crystal to the distant shores beyond as she just speaks out, just exclaiming the thoughts as they come across her mind. Serenray says, The ritual of seeding is one of the matron of Raven's design. It is the secret rite that rebirthed her from her mortal trials and granted her the powers to take her place among the prime gods and become custodian to the realms between life and death, fate and the cold of winter. But this ritual was summarily cast from all knowledge and sealed intent for eternity by all who walk the paths of divinity. None should know this. None should know this. What about the goddess Ayun, the goddess of knowledge? Would she have known? She was the one whose spearheaded its destruction. Fechner's been taking over her... Uh, her chapels? What? Temples? Temples? I know not where Ayun is. She is hidden away. <laughs> Uh, the Dawnfather would know more than I. They were together when she was wounded. If this ritual has come into the hands of another mortal, where is this mortal now? We have his eye in a box. It's powerful and intelligent. I take out the box. Slowly staked out on the prime material plane. Just north of Vasselheim, about 350 miles. Recently completed a ritual in the Shadowfell. If he's, if he's finished the seed, he's already on his way. Oh no. What does that mean? How can we stop him? Uh, the ritual takes some time, from what I recall. I don't know how long I was not its architect. I was not the one who sealed it. Ayun would be the one to ask. Okay. However, 
if this is completed, then the accord of the divergence is in danger. If we will have one God on one side of the divine gate and the others on the other, we could not stop him. Oh, no. Understand, in order for any of us to directly interfere to seal a god like we did once long ago, we would have to tear down the Divine Gate, and that would release an entirely new Armageddon upon your world. So, either you stop him, seal him, or you live amongst the only god we cannot stop. What? How do we seal away a god? I don't know. I was betrayed during the Calamity. I was not present when they began to seal the Betrayer Gods. You'd do best to speak with maybe some of the others who were more prominent in that time. You walk in Elysium. This is the realm also of Pelor. The Dawnfather? Yes. Ma, I ask, does Cord reside in Elysium? No, but you could perhaps speak with him too. I don't know much about Cord. We don't see eye to eye. <laughs> and, and she looks, if you could see a goddess glance sidelong with embarrassment, this is the closest you'd ever see. And uh, I've fallen from import over recent years, what? until recently. You know. And she looks down at Pike for a minute. Until recently. <laughs> and turns back to Scanlan and says, and don't think your prayers have gone unheard as well. You heard? <laughs> I, I'm new at praying. I'm sorry for all the cursing at first. I was just, I had a lot of emotions and I didn't know if anyone was listening. Uh, apologies, but you heard me at night? When your heart was true to it, yes. Whoa. Wow. You won't tell any anybody, will you? Because some <laughs> of that is personal stuff. She smiles and averts her gaze for a moment. <laughs> Do you know if this this mortal, this man, this this Vecna? Do you know in your heart of hearts, Pike, that this man is beyond redemption? Is there any spark of hope in his heart to turn him back to the light? Well, I, I would always hope that in somebody. But I, 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 at least the time spent with him that we have, it doesn't seem that's his path. I trust in your insight, and this is your judgment to make, the greatest judgment you may ever make. As you walk this path closer to conflict with this entity, search yourself for any glimmer, and if there is no redemption to be had, then smite him with all the might I've granted you. Okay. 
He's not doing a lot of talking to us. A lot of like killing and disintegrating killing and... How will we know if he's a god or not? You'll know. Uh, we all will know. So it hasn't happened yet? Not yet. Okay. How long do these seating rituals usually take? How much time do we have? I don't know. That would be... You'd have to ask those who are responsible for sealing it. Don't bother. I, I'm, just, I'm so confused. That's it? Yeah. That's it? We just... I mean, he already... We didn't walk away from him un unscathed the first time, and we're just supposed to try again? Even in the dark days of the Calamity, the might of our weapons could only diminish the betrayers who rose against creation. The two that orchestrated our victory and designed the means of sealing away such terrible evil, I've already mentioned. And they would be of more aid than I. The knowing mistress, Ayun, as wounded and hidden away as she is, and the Dawnfather, warden to the chained oblivion, fortress across the fields of Elysium. I could send you there. Oh, okay. Quite helpful. It was hard getting here. <laughs> <laughs> Will he be as accepting as you, or...? I don't know. I haven't... I haven't spoken much with the others in some time. You should throw a party, invite them all. Get to know them again. <laughs> she looks down at Pike once more. My Pike, you've done more than you know. You've been the guiding light for these wonderful champions. And so many more. She reaches down and lifts you off the ground a bit, looking at your face, the bit of sadness that creeps across it as she lifts you up and you guys watch as she glides, passing through the crystal, Pike just being brought below the archway as she kind of just lifts her out beyond this crystal structure. She ascends upward about 25, 30 feet or so, just holding Pike in her hands out in front of her. <laughs> it just chucks her. No. <laughs> um, holding her close, and, and, and by, by this point, Serenay's form has, has expanded to almost the size of the crystal structure you came to. You can now see a parallel between her wings and her form and her torso as to the actual uh, incredible presence of this god before you. And leans in as she shows the island to Pike below and whispers close to your ear. I am not lonely here, Pike, for my sands remain with me. Speak with me. And we learn from each other. Look, 
as she extends her arm, Pike, you look out, and all of the light of the sky seems to shine at once through every pearl, every grain of the beach sand that you've walked across. And where once you saw was just a barren landscape, you now see thousands and thousands and thousands of people, opaque, translucent, souls of those that have come to Saren Ray since the dawn of creation. Those who swore themselves to good under her banner at the end of their lives came to become part of the island of renewal and forever live with her and amongst the rest of the community of people that are warmed under her light. They all seem to look up once at you and you sense them smiling as the vision fades and the island goes back untouched. She drifts back down and places you on the ground. You see, one day you will join us too and we will all have so many stories to share. You now see her hovering over all of you as you step out of this to join Pike on the exterior of this tower. While I am diminished, my power is limited. You do possibly face something terrible unseen since the calamity. And for this journey, Pike, I grant you my blessing. And as she reaches her hands out and they expand her head, lifts up her eyes close and her wings flare into a phoenix-like flame that just emblazons the sky with light and fire. The heat is more intense than anything you've felt, yet still there's no pain, it's just all-consuming. It's like the rebirth of a phoenix and you, you're all surrounded by it. For a moment, it's all there is in existence, just this incredible entity. And then the flames slowly die away, except for the flames that currently engulf Pike's gnome form. And as the flames burn away, you can see on Pike the familiar set of wings you've seen her spiritual form hold, which fold in and then dissipate. In the climate-ravaged world of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. Pura is a geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. In a time when the world outside is unsafe, it's vital for Pura's existence that people rally behind the purpose of the city, and Demetria Lopez, head of the city's public relations, tirelessly promotes its idyllic image. But when she stumbles on a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus.
Thank you so much to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Nothing ruins my day faster than my allergies flaring up. My face gets preposterously red, my sinuses feel clogged, it feels like I'm walking around with a cartoon storm cloud over my head, which as you may be able to tell from the phlegmatic timbre of my voice is happening to me right now. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin-D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've been taking Claritin-D for my allergies for several years. It's been an absolute game changer because I can now go hang out with my friends who have cats without my face swelling up like a giant balloon. And that's great news because I really wanted to pet their cats and now I can. So, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. You now have the blessing of the Everlight. Oh! Oh! Uh, well, you get a plus two bonus to your constitution. Okay, okay, okay. We'll take a picture and text it to you. Yeah, we'll text it to you. Hey. But, um, as as a bonus action, you can summon the wings of the Everlight, granting you a a flying speed of 40 feet for up to 10 minutes. And while you you have these wings, any spells you cast that cause creatures to regain hit points, heal an additional 10 hit points. But once this ability is used, you can't use it for another seven days. Oh, oh so. okay, okay, okay. Man, I love her so much. <laughs> so if you want to take a picture and send that yeah, to her, Sarah yeah. and Ray die. Hold on to that. Her that? Yeah, is she gone? Is Sarah and Ray gone? No, Sarah and Ray's still there ahead. Oh, okay. Just, just yeah. the, flame, the flames have burned away. I'm going to send this to you, Ashley. <laughs> oh, shit. It's really not cool. Wow. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. What? Um, since. Saren Ray is still standing there. Mm-hmm. I want to say to her, um, shit. Good, good start. Uh, shit, sorry. Um, I want to apologize. This feels so stupid. I want to apologize for never realizing what you are and what this could be and for not showing you the reverence that you deserve. And I hope to change that in the future and I I will certainly think differently from here on out. As, As you look down and look up where once she was this large entity above you, you look down and look up, and she's right before you. No apologies necessary. The creation of Exandria, the peoples that populate it, and develop and design and innovate and worship, was with free will to make your own path. Faith is important to some but the intent was to instill you with the means of doing and choosing whatever and however you like. We do not wish reverence of all, just those who find us. 
At least, I speak for myself. Well, I think you're pretty wonderful. <laughs> there is balance to everything. And I, I took these from your beach. It doesn't she, seem right. <laughs> she takes the pouch from you and pours it out. And as the pearls about to land, they kind of drift off and dart off back to the location where you originally found them. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I, I just thought I, I, I wanted a, 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 to take a little piece with me, but um, I already have that. So um, I, I, I didn't know what it was. As you empty the pearls, they also dart off towards the beach where you first landed. I just thought they were really pretty. So. They are. They have many stories to tell. I told you before we left, you know. It's all right. But for everything great that we may have created, you continue to create far better. Our existence brings threat. We've brought two calamities before we try and avoid a third. Whether we diminish in time or just maintain this balance, it's you and your children and your children's children that hold the keys to the future of your lives, your people, your culture, and us. Hello, fans of Dungeons and & Dragons and actual play podcasts. Lovers of lore-rich storytelling, phenomenal characters, and grand adventures. The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast, would like to invite you to check out our actual play. We're a top-charting podcast with a thriving community and over 200 hours of epic story for you to binge. I catch up on. The Homebrew is a D&D 5th edition campaign reskinned as a huge sci-fi space opera. Join us anywhere podcasts are found by searching The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. One more time, that's The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. So, don't apologize. Would you say Saren Ray is, like, attractive? <laughs> Are you asking her? I'm just like a general... Or is this like a question yeah. to me as the DM? Yeah. <laughs> that one. She's beautiful. I I wouldn't I wouldn't put it in terms of any sort of a sexual object. She she is a she's just a, beautiful. She's just an incredibly beautiful, powerful, feminine form, um, and to the extent where Grog, who usually being a man who is driven by base needs, not a single thought comes across you in any sort of base or defacing way. It is it is too powerful. It overwhelms a little it. Bit. Yeah, no, she's she's beautiful. What are titties? <laughs> <laughs> what are? <laughs> what even are titties? What, what, what do titties? <laughs> I'm keeping my little pearl from the beach. <laughs> that you've been trying to crush. Yeah. Oh, God. Terrible. That's like. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, we gotta keep one. Y'all gave yours back. It's gonna be like the Wonka factory. It's just it's gonna turn on you. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we always talk about how we need you stole fizzy lifting drinks. Back no, to a place. <laughs> Pills from the beach. <laughs> you get nothing, sir. <laughs> Good day. Good day, sir. It's just, it's just one. <laughs> All right. I've, so, you have my blessing, Pike. Do this for me. 
Do this for them. Do this for you. Do this for all of creation. And do it soon. The longer you wait, well, the longer you wait. So, do you wish to be off to the Dawn Father? Yes. You know, time is of the essence. We should go right away. Is he as um, warm and, and welcoming and nice as you are? <laughs> okay, that's a good answer. Yeah. yeah that's... With a bright white flash emanating from her torso and arms, your vision just goes white and you all blink for a moment as your head spins for but a brief instant. Your feet touch hard ground, and you all immediately reach up and rub your eyes, and as your vision slowly coalesces once more, you find yourself standing in the deep center of some vast orchard, surrounded by an endless sea of fruit-bearing trees of all sizes, shapes, and colors, intertwined, the canopy broken and sparse in places where you can see above a clear blue, cloudless sky. You're no longer on the island of Renewal, that's for sure. Oh, I thought, uh, but that's, isn't that where the Dawnfather is? Island of Renewal is where Serenray is. Okay, We're the fields the of Elysium. 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 Yes, the Blessed Fields of Elysium is the, the plain. He existed oh, elsewhere in there. I understand it's now. Like a big um, is there the same ever light sky? Make a nature check. Ever present. Ever present, sorry. Ever oh, present on lightning. I used to be true every day. Um, 29. Uh, no, sorry. 31. Whoa. It's hard to see from, from down low because the canopy does kind of choke it a bit. You can see bits of the sky that appear blue, cloudless, whereas you saw wisps of cloud over the island. Um, this appears clear. You can climb up a bit and try and get a better look if you want. Sure. Okay. So you uh, begin to leap up through the branches, and a lot of the trees here have, you know, winding and uh, knotted branches. So it's pretty easy to find your way up the canopy after maybe like a five-minute climb. You get up and peek over, and you can see now this orchard goes on for miles and wow. miles and miles, filling this vast valley that you can just barely see mountains that crest the edge of it in the distance near the horizon. You also see there is, there's no cloud in the sky, and there is no sun, but there is a single pillar of light that streaks down from way, way up. The zenith just striking down in the center of this orchard where there you see before you this awe-inspiring sight of the Dawnfather's home, a gold-plated citadel of many humongous towers and spires that both resemble, it resembles a military fortress and the largest steeple church you've ever seen. Uh, it, it's hard to gauge distance with so many trees between you and it. You don't know if it's miles off from you, if it's, you know, maybe a thousand feet or so, but even at this distance, it's incredible in its scale. Oh, hey guys, Pillar's not messing around. He's like, They make really tall things here. Like, I'm gonna fly out next to Keyleth, so I can see. Check it out. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you think this is like Seren Ray, where we can't get to him unless we believe, have him in our heart? You know, I um, I feel a little bit more connected here. This I can 
I mean, uh, it's trees. I'm surrounded by trees. <laughs> this I can relate to. I mean, I've talked, I've tried to talk to Pela before. I've talked to the sun tree. <gasps> I wonder if the sun tree is here. Maybe he's got the twin here, like you have a twin? Maybe. <laughs> do we recognize, do I recognize any of the fruit that's growing in the trees? Make a nature check. Um, 15. Decent for a city boy. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. This orchard, um, various fruits thrive in various climates. Um, as you begin to kind of walk a little bit through, it is a peppering of all sorts of trees and fruits. You see apples of all shades. You see oranges. You see rare passion fruits. You see uh, a floor-based growing fruit. It's just, it's it's a a perpetual harvest here. Uh, I rush down and say, don't eat the fruit! Might be souls? I think it might be souls. <laughs> no, it's fruit. <laughs> souls don't grow on trees. Uh, souls also don't <laughs> wash up on beaches, but that, apparently they do. That may be the most interesting thing I think you've ever seen. Said is souls don't so, grow on trees. <laughs> souls don't grow on trees. Souls don't grow on trees. <laughs> At least he knows the dangers of monocultures. This yeah. is very impressive. Mm. Yes, it's, yeah. mm-hmm. it's a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what are you guys doing? Bax is just off on his own, by the way, sitting on his ass, having a moment because it wasn't too long ago when he had a thing for Sarah and Ray, and that was pretty bittersweet, so he's just kind of staring off into space. Mm. Okay. I'm going to try to. F- I'm just gonna- one piece fruit, one piece. Just one little piece. Like an apple. No. Uh. Well, in Elysium, oh my god, please. If you do eat anything, and you shouldn't, but if you do eat anything, eat something you don't recognize, it'll be funny in that way. Is there any fruit that I don't recognize? Uh, Make an investigation check. No, don't stop. Something I don't recognize. (laughs) Ooh, star fruit. Twelve. Yeah, actually. uh, You you guys walk for about three or four minutes in the direction of where you saw the fortress, and you come across what looks to be a small bush that's kind of clustered near this, this dark... A uh, wooden tree with a thick gnarled uh, exterior, and this bush has these kind of small, ripe plum-like fruits that come to a point at the bottom that you've never seen before. Grog, do what? not, do not. What? Pick this? No, not pick it. <gasps> Grog, I dare you not to eat it. Why don't we? Don't say that. He'll do until it after. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, I'm gonna check it. I'm oh, you're just it. jelly. Hello, are you a soul? Yes, <gasps> oh my god, it is a soul. It, it just spoke to that. me. No, it didn't. Oh my god, what's your favorite color? Blue. Like <gasps> your it, said, it said blue like my feather. Did you hear it? <laughs> I really, I mean, it was talking, Grog, it was talking. Was hey, Pike. Don't eat it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. But what do you I know, do with it? In I already picked it. I have an idea. I have an idea. Why don't you hold on to it? Okay. Keep it. Keep it in your pouch. Right. Don't keep it not in the bag of holding. Keep it in not your in the bag shirt of holding. pocket. Just no. in your pouch. And then your your skirt pocket. You can ask him if 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 the fruit is edible and make sure it's it's not, you know, people. That's fair. All right. <laughs> I will hold on to the. I'll hold on to the 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 pointy plum. (laughs) Okay. Are we getting any closer to the citadel? Yeah. You guys keep walking towards it. Yeah. 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 Okay. 
Um, all right, you walk on and... Are there any people? Does it look like there's tracks in this orchard? Uh, actually, uh, Vax, uh, Vax and Keyleth, you notice fairly quickly in that you begin to see um, movement ahead as you begin to, as, as the, the air itself is... By the way, the wind here is carrying a very sweet and fragrant, almost like a like honey flower whiffs that come through and waves as it hit you. The whole, the whole atmosphere here is just it. It makes you hungry. Makes you hungry. <laughs> it makes you comfortable. It reminds you of childhood in a strange way. It's just a very a, a good positive atmosphere. Um, you begin to see as you approach figures moving. Pike, you recognize this because these are similar to the vision you just had from Saren, right? They are entities. They are souls. They are people that walk the fields of Elysium, and you see them walk with small satchels, and you will see them picking the fruit and gathering and harvesting. And they don't seem to pay you too much mind, and as you begin to get close to some of them, they kind of just stop and watch you. It's, it's a very spirited away in a strange way, like you see these somewhat translucent entities that barely acknowledge your existence, and then as you pass by, they go on to whatever work they were doing. No speech. You don't even see eyes or faces. You just see the outline of a human-like shape, various heights and sizes. But they're picking the solid fruit. They're picking the solid fruit and they're gathering them. The solid fruit. You don't see any of them immediately mm-hmm. eating it. None of them are eating the fruit. I have a feeling it's an offering. I have a feeling it's fucking fruit. <laughs> Are we getting closer? You continue to walk and make sure to avoid some of the larger clusters of these various harvesting entities, uh, these these harvest souls. You, uh, who's leading the charge this time? Who's who's leading you through the orchards? One of you. You whoever you've got. Is, is this technically a favorite terrain for you? It would count I mean, as it would count as a forest. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'll be in the front. Yeah. Ish. Sure. Percy, have you done a lot of talking to Pelo? Not really, no. Percy, He's just how do you kind feel of... about gods these days? Last time we talked, we were both not optimistic, I feel like. Uh, I know how to be polite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very reasonable at that. This... Reverence. Reverence. You can certainly acknowledge when someone can squash you like a bug. Yes. But a lot of things can squish us like bugs. I don't know, this is complicated. Yes. Uh, Let's just keep going. Do I see anything that looks, I'm gonna keep an eye out while we're walking for anything that resembles the sun tree. Okay. (laughs) All right, so you're leading the way? Yeah. All right, go ahead and make a, because you have no sun to keep tabs on, you're just going to have to like fly up above the canopy and keep an eye on it, so you're, you're kind of cresting and uh, descending through uh, the orchard as you progress. Um, you travel for about an hour and a half to two hours, and you notice that you are getting closer, um, but it is a, f- a long way away. You probably have another three or four hours of travel before you get there on foot. It's a long trek. We've got a while. I wonder if we believe harder if we'll get there quicker. <laughs> I don't believe that'll work. <laughs> well, uh, let's just go. I just mean, keep, just keep on yeah. pushing on. Keep it on. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Right. No we don't have anything that'll make us like move faster. Well, I'm, we could misty, but that seems. Yeah. That seems stupid. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. It's a nice walk. Yeah, it's beautiful. Okay. Mm-hmm. You guys continue your trek, and as you get closer and closer to the Fortress of the Sun, uh, you do notice the trees of the orchard grow taller and thicker, and it's like whatever fertility enchantment that runs this section of the plain, the closer to the central portion of this fortress you get, the more the rampant wild growth seems to just gather and expand to the point where it, in some places, almost resembles the Feywild, though nowhere near as mysterious and uh, threatening in some cases, I guess you could say. But it is, you've never seen apple trees that grow four stories tall. But here you see them just and it's the scale is immense, but the branches are as dense with apples and leaves as they would be elsewhere. It just continues to go. It's it's an impossible size to some of these uh, these trees and plants and bushes. It's it dwarfs your size by comparison to where you really get a sense of scale of how small you may be in this realm versus the some of the creatures that call it home. See, this tree can squash me like a bug. <laughs> if it came fell on me, yeah. I wonder if its apple grew as big as the actual tree and it fell. <sighs> if it be squashed, that'd be delicious. <laughs> as you progress a few more hours into this trek, eventually, Vex, you begin to notice the light ahead begins to grow brighter. Hey, I think we're getting closer. Awesome. Does this feel like sunlight? Does it like register like sunlight, or is it like a wider light? Like, should we put some sunblock on as we walk? Yeah. Is it it like sun? It registers as a sunlight type light. Is it is a white? Is a pure light? Um, Like kitchen light, white, or like reading room light? Like vanity light. Like Like noon daylight light. Noon daylight. And as you, <laughs> and as you push closer and closer to where this this brightness continues to expand and and uh, it begins, to, it's, it's brighter than you anticipated. It's as you begin to, to notice, you're getting to the edge of a of a clearing where the tree line comes to a halt. Um, but as you do, it it hurts your eyes a little bit. You have to adjust from the dark interior of the uh, the forest to the outside, and as you finally breach the edge of the tree line and look out, you can see this open clearing, uh, and immediately you can see the column of light that's cracking down from the center of the sky is what is lining this clearing, where the light touches the trees stop. And it kind of hurts a little bit to look at it because the light is reflecting off of this bright, gold, brass-colored citadel before you that is just you thought the, the crystal structure that, that Serenade was in was, was you know, impressive. This is four times larger than the largest structures in Vasselheim or Iman you've ever encountered. Mm-hmm. Um, and you watch as this, this, this massive citadel, uh, it has maybe two dozen separate towers of different heights that stagger and shift. And they all come to these steeple-like points, and there in the center of the structure is one thick, massive tower that just crawls upward and upward and upward and upward for, oh, even at this point, surmising 15, 20 stories um, before it, the tip vanishes into the bright light that is descending from the sky above. Uh, you see the outline of a few sparse trees that catch your attention. You do see some trees that litter this open space within this bright light that are of the same type of tree as the sun tree 
that resides in the center of Whitestone. He does have a twin. Do you think this tower is compensating for something, or <laughs> maybe it's a representation? Hard to tell. Basically, we'll know Vecna is a god if another skyscraper just forms an Elysium somewhere. <laughs> just big that's ass. That's true, that's yep. true. How close are we to this column of light? <laughs> um, you're just about to step in. Like, stepping beyond the tree line is stepping into the light, so you're just at the edge of the tree line. I take a, um, I druid craft like a little twig and kind of hold it into the light column. Okay. Doesn't seem to affect it at all. Hmm. Nothing. No. I'm gonna oh, touch it a little bit. It's warm. It's like it's like warm daylight. Okay, we're not gonna die. That's good. You sure? No. No. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna look at the citadel with my eyes wide open for like five seconds, and then close my eyes really fast to see if I can see better details of it, like when you look at the sun. <laughs> you do actually. Oh, um, it hurts. My sister in the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm doing stuff here. It's science. So am I. <laughs> So in closing your eyes, yeah, you can see the, the shape and the outline of the various uh, spires that go off, and you can see the, uh, the the plating and the large, heavy structures, and you can see the various windows that dot the outside on multiple levels. It looks like there's at least seven or eight different levels of the actual fortress, where at least you see lines of windows and uh, looks to be balconies that adorn it at these different stages, and then on top of that, just the towers go higher and higher. It's it's almost like a city of a fortress in its own right, and it's, it's scale. It's impressive. Um, it, it's like if you took part of the, bra- the city of brass and just jammed it into one structure <laughs> and made it pure Whoa. gold. Whoa. Um, pure gold. It's gorgeous. Um, this is beautiful. <laughs> but it does burn the shit out of your eyes to stare at it that long with the light just Worth beaming it. off of it. Worth every second. <laughs> so, what do you I do? like Pedal. I like him a lot. Somebody should go in and test out the light. Yeah, let's just go in. Just Maybe light. the light will take us there. Straight to him. I push Vax in. I jump in. <laughs> you push Vax in. <laughs> All right, Vax, you see oh, Warm again, warm again. <laughs> and it is, it's very warm. That's and with, you, your, with your dark leather, it's like it's like the goth kid in summer. You're just yeah, like, ooh, it's a little <laughs> That light is reflecting sweaty. off of you. Mm. It's never the goth kid. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, you guys begin to make your way on foot, trekking towards the center of this clearing, towards the Fortress of the Sun. Um, As you begin to make your way beyond the various trees with their blossoming, beautiful, kind of white, pink, and just purple blossoms that mark the sun tree uh, during the spring and summer, Hmm. uh, you can now see along the perimeter of this what appear to be hundreds of figures. Hundreds of figures that just kind of dot the outside of the fortress. And you get a better look at some of the spires. You can see that uh, on the upper levels, including the one central tower, you can see these beautiful medallion-like circles of stained glass. Uh, just mosaics of color on a scale that is impressive. You can only surmise maybe the smallest one being 20 feet in diameter and going up from there on scale on the central portions of it. And what's interesting is usually with stained glass, the, the bright exterior, the color is darkened and shaded because none of the light is once you're inside the structure. But the color is so vibrant in the stained glass, you get the sense immediately that there is a light source within the actual fortress that is as bright, if not brighter, than the column of light that is descending from the sky. We should have worn sunglasses here, 
as you begin to get closer and closer to the citadel. Once again, the scale seems to build and build. What you seem, what should seem to have been a shorter walk, gets longer and longer as you begin to see just how massive and far away this is compared to where you thought it was. And about thirty minutes since you left the tree line, you begin to just get past the final bit of sun trees that are planted on the exterior. I kind of touch a few as I walk by, see if I feel anything. And they're they're alive, they're vibrant, and similar in texture as to the one you've spoken with in Whitestone. Okay. Um, You're gonna try talking to him. Should I? Do you know this tree? I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's like a distant relative of the Sun Tree. Maybe well, I know sure him by is. proxy. Maybe they're like, "Oh yeah, Sun Tree. I remember him. He got taken away as a seedling, but yeah, sure, he was yeah. really great." Yeah, How's we, he I doing? grew up with that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was next door. I mean, you know, you wanna. <laughs> it's an easy right. tree. Just saying. I mean, maybe yeah. they don't even speak our language. as possible. Okay, I, I, this I'll, is a I'll once try and in a lifetime speak, opportunity. Try and Kiki. speak to one of the Sun Trees that looks like the most. Friendly. Amicable tree. <laughs> Amicable tree. <laughs> Make a nature check. All right. Not yeah. that one. That one's an asshole. This, that one. Yeah. Yeah. See, one see like which one dick. seems the most approachable <laughs> of all the other trees. <laughs> right. Go on. Way the nuts. Yep. It's a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. They all might. You see one tree that looks definitely the most amiable of the ones in the field, and oh you approach no, it. Oh no, it's gonna be a shit amiable? head now. Yeah. Amicable. That means friendly. Pick your turn. Amicable. Amiable. All right. I'll pick. I'll talk to a tree. All right. As you, as you finish casting your spell and reach out, your finger touching the warm exterior of the tree. The light's still a little blinding, but you've adjusted to it now, where you can <laughs> make out shapes and color, as opposed to just like the blaring white. Uh, what do you say? Hey, Suntree bro. Well, are you a Suntree bro? Are you a Suntree <laughs> but brother? Are you a brother? Are you? What's your name? Jeez. I'm a tree of the sun. <laughs> okay. And I'm not your bro. No, no, no. I mean, I, I just, I didn't know if you knew um, the sun tree that grew in white stone on the prime material plane. I didn't know if you knew him or so not. So because I'm a tree of the sun, you assume that I know all of <laughs> no, trees of the sun. Is that what this is? Um, is one of those things? I just didn't. Mm. We all just look alike, don't we? All of us, all of us trees of the sun, right? Mm. So, can you tell me a little bit about um, uh, this plane? How do we um, how do we talk to Paylor? How do we see him? I recommend probably going towards the giant golden fortress <laughs> that is uh, right behind you. It's probably a good place to look while the okay. light's coming from. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I um, <clears throat> have a friend who wants to know about the fruit. He's wondering if yeah, if the fruit is uh, souls, if he can eat the fruit. The fruit is not souls. It's fruit. Vindication! <laughs> the Dawn Father is the god of the harvest. I mean, good luck. <laughs> sorry if I came off a bit brisk. It's been a long time since anyone's talked to me. And oh, I'm, so, I'm so, no, I'm sorry. I'm. I didn't mean to offend you. If I did, I apology accepted. Would you like a hug? <laughs> no, I would most definitely not like a hug. Okay, okay. Um, well, it was wonderful meeting you. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Um, all right, bye. Okay, bye. Good day. 
What a, what a beautiful tree you found. It, it casts so much shade. Yeah, you know, let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god. You were waiting the whole time oh. to use that word. Whole conversation. I was just like, I was just sitting, just like knitting it, uh-huh. just this uh-huh. crochet, crochet. Uh huh. As soon as you rolled, as soon as you rolled that one, I was like, Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay then. Okay. Yeah. So. As you begin to make your way, new NPC, Dick Tree. Dick Tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's more ornery than anything. Uh, <laughs> all right. As as Keyleth returns from her conversation with the How'd tree, mm, yeah, just keep walking. out as you normally do. Did it go okay? Yeah, it was fine. Just you know, <laughs> just no. you know, just can't can't talk to everybody. I guess. And, you know, it's fine, it's fine. It's what'd fine. You, what'd Let's you go. ask him? Nothing. Just ask if he knew the sun tree and he got like super offended and asked him, well, don't, you know what? Let's just go. Let's just go. <laughs> As you guys. No, I have never been okay. rejected by a tree. <laughs> Most trees like me. Excuse me. Like, people don't like me, but at least trees do, except for this asshole. <laughs> Oh. Oh. I start to smooth out her mantle, which is like wiring up like a cat's yeah, in my hair. My leaves are just maybe, prickly right now. Maybe he's just pretending he didn't okay. like you because he felt uncomfortable because he liked you so much. You know, not like all cash. trees are going to love you. Most That's of them nice. are. That's nice. Maybe That's he just wanted thanks. to kiss you. Okay, yeah. you didn't talk to this guy, okay? I didn't, but... You don't know. Okay. Just about the he's, fruit. Yeah, he said it's fruit. It's fine. Jeez, you can eat it too. Just you're right, Grog. You were right. Eat the fruit. Let's what? Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Uh, yikes. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. All right, you guys begin making your trek back towards the Fortress of the Sun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, as you're walking, you can see I the. I whip off an apple as I go, and I just start aggressively eating it. Uh, the. This entries here don't bear fruit. <laughs> I just fucking spike an apple that I had earlier. Okay. And if you have an apple with you, you're welcome to eat it if you want to. No! Okay. <laughs> I just want to go to the tower. All right. I lean over to Percival and say, this is one of those times when it's best just to keep quiet. <laughs> I'm so quietly delighted by this. <laughs> All right. As you guys begin to approach the fortress, um, you watch as those hundreds of figures you saw at the base are beginning to collect towards the front of what you can appear, what appears to be the large doors that lead to this side's entrance to the actual structure. As they gather, they begin to push in your direction. You also see other figures up on the higher floors, balconies almost, <laughs> glide and been flying in your direction rather rapidly. I hope they're friendly. Hmm. This, uh, guards? He's definitely not as solitary as Saren Ray, is he? At this point, you watch as these winged entities, three of them, approach faster than the rest of the horde that seems to be pushing in your direction. Um, you can see uh, long, golden-white wings. You see uh, very intense-looking breastplates made of golden brass um, with rubies marked into it. Similar, though not as well adorned as the armor that Pike wears. Um, holding spears. Uh, various other weapons or shields, but as they fly in and land, <laughs> landing, and they all stand about five or six feet taller than all of you. Oh, Humanoid, yeah. muscular, almost almost Roman in physique, uh, but their skin is a very faint light blue. Their eyes are white, <gasps> and, like, and their wings. Honey. And Kiel, 
Are they, they divas? Do they look like or like angel cra- or celestials? They're angels. They're angels. angels. Did you say divas? They, they're, yeah, like they have divas. they have similar traits, though apparently purer and and much stronger than the uh, the half blood celestials that you had met previously in the city of Brass. That we rescued. Mm-hmm. Didn't just mm. meet them. God. We saved them. You did. You did, and you gave them a new life <clears throat> under right. the uh, uh, the remaining family. Of, uh, Hunan and Kior. I even got their fucking names right. You did, which is <laughs> okay. awesome. The third time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, as the three of them land <laughs> around you, Spear's not aggressive, but at their side and powerful entities, they are kind of triangulate around you, all standing so, so much taller than you do. Their wings still unfurled in a very prominent display of power. Um, their helmets covering. Everything, but like the you see, but like the, the helmet comes down over the nose and reveals the eyes, and it's it's very Roman in structure. And one of them yells out, "You who approaches the fortress, what is your business here?" God, best to let Scanlan and I take this. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Percy, you want to flash a little white stone bling at the moment? Uh, you're pretty white stone blinged. We're Vox Machina. We were sent here to speak to Pelor by the goddess Serenre. Serenray is sent to you? Yes, she did. With what business? To speak about a very big evil growing on the material plane. Make a persuasion check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, 22. Okay. Uh, the one guard that's, that you're talking to looks over to the guard that's come to the left of all of you, and he gives him a slight head nudge, and that one, who's a little bit smaller than the other two, walks past, and just his pupilless white eyes, which emanate this very faint white glow, just seem to look past each of you, but I say past each of you, it almost is a piercing gaze, as it glances past, as it looks at Scanlan, it gives kind of a, a little bit of an upturn of the nose, kind of a, a neutral disapproval, Percival, Keyleth less so. Grog, almost a sneer for a moment. Oh shit. Then to Vax and Vex. Then to Pike. A nod. Oh, a nod. She's good. Looks back to, to the, uh, the first guard and says, There is no evil among them. Oh. oh. I do have. Hey, that Grog, you're not evil. Yeah, I knew Good that. Job. Why didn't you just ask? <laughs> we do. It should Wait. be noted, carry a dangerous artifact. Oh, yeah. Good call. Good call. That we should warn you yeah. off before Custom. we check in our weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the one soldier, the one that you were first speaking to, steps forward <laughs> with heavy footfalls <laughs> uh, from his armored boots, and he puts his hand out. We will take this artifact. Oh. oh. I mean, are we going to get, get it back, back? before we. What need, what need do you have of a dangerous artifact? Well, it, it belongs to the great evil, and so it's possible that we can use it to defeat him. So if we don't have it, we might not be able to do that. It may give us an advantage. Could be really great. The Dawn Father will be the judge of that. Okay. I'm all right with that. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. Good. that's good. All right. <laughs> don't look at it, though. <laughs> It'll turn you super evil and you'll rip out your eye. Mm-hmm. Noted. Such a big thing, and yet you kind of shook it a little strangely. Um, Very well. Follow us, please. 
Oh, how's that fruit? Their wings, <laughs> their wings fold behind them, <laughs> and they kind of walk the alongside you, so. matching their gait to yours. So as you move forward, even with your brisk pace, their gait is so long that they're having to make long, slow strides <laughs> oh, cool. to keep up with your slow pace. I hold Percy's hand as we're going in. Um, yeah, we're, um, yeah. we're, we'll do this together. Okay. I'm all right. At this point, the, the mass uh, army that's been approaching you, you can see now, are hundreds of armored spirits, similar to those that you saw in the orchard. And as they approach the three uh, planar entities that are walking alongside you, kind of put their hand up, kind of in a, a dismissive motion, and the army parts, leaving a singular path that leads you right to the front of the fortress and the path, because there's so many, just goes on. It's like walking through a parade of silence. Wow. As you all kind of look around, you still can't make out any faces. You see just hundreds of sets of glittering golden armor with the somewhat visible form of these translucent uh, spiritual entities that take up the space. Um, you don't sense any hostility, animosity. Uh, you don't sense any welcoming. It's, you don't sense anything from them. They're just present and letting you pass. Is the armor solid and Yes, the armor is solid, oh, and the spirits that inhabit them are pseudo-material. Okay. It's, it's hard for you to gauge. You haven't encountered this type of uh, creature outside of your spectral encounters with ghosts and other spirits. Um, but as you step forward, being flanked and escorted by these uh, winged guards, you're brought to the base of the 50 or so steps that ascend to the front 40-foot-tall double doors that now <laughs> Creek open to reveal the interior of the palace, which is as bright, if not brighter, from the inside as the outside pillar of light you're leaving. So as you prepare yourselves to adjust your gaze, you ascend step by step to eventually take in whatever the interior of the Fortress of the Sun has to offer. And that's where we're going to take a break. Yeah. Hi there, I'm Marisha Ray, and you're listening to the Critical Role Podcast. I hope you're enjoying the adventures of Vox Machina. Oh, be right back. Going minxy. Back into where we left off. <clears throat> As you ascend the remainder of the stairs and step into the entryway to the Fortress of the Sun, uh, you're led through a series of gorgeous silver and gold archways, dozens of feet above you. The intricacies of the interior scrolling, trim and inlay across every wall, pillar and banister is incredible. Not gaudy, just magnificent in purpose and history. Glancing across the, uh, the marble floor, you can see the, uh, the construction here is immaculate. There isn't any sort of smudge or damage dealt anywhere. Um, these arches themselves, even as you glance over and look, the detail seems to just fractal smaller and smaller in places where you can't imagine a craftsman's hand could have built this. Uh, only through the will of a god could such a thing come into creation on such a vast and minor scale. Um, you also notice as you walk in, uh, there's no shadow or shade. Um, the walls seem to almost emanate light on their own. I beg to differ. <laughs> on the outside's a different still. Just go to the courtyard. I know. Just you wait. Um, Let it go. Like no shadow underneath you. No, no shadow underneath you. Um, looking around you and kind of looking at your hands, you can see very, kind of very faint shadows can be cast between your fingers and things that are very close, but it's like there's a diffused light throughout the entirety of the interior of the fortress that casts away any darkness or shadow. 
There's no umbra. There's no place where where light is absent. It is it is just light everywhere. Um, you hear this soft music play the deeper into the fortress you get. Uh, oh, clubs over here, guys. <laughs> Rocks fall, everybody dies. <laughs> it's okay. Benny Hill music DM will remember this. Um, soft music you hear playing throughout the interior of the fortress, like this distant uh, sound of a thousand soft choir voices accompanying the inspirational sight of the building that you now walk through. Uh, you see other entities adorned in armor still kind of opaque and pearlescent in their spirit form. Uh, some of them have flowing robes of gold and white that just kind of trail behind them and drift across the floor silently. Um, the further in you walk, you begin to see where some of these spires and spiral staircases kind of twist upward. Uh, and the rooms have purpose and construction, but uh, the scale of those that walk through the halls is so varied that you see staircases on large scales and small scales, and they almost seem to wrap around each other in places. It, it's it's surreal, almost almost Escher-esque in some of the interior construction. Um, you see archways and doorways on different levels, some that appear to be reached only by those that can fly versus those that can just walk and climb. Um, and occasionally you look, look up and you can see skylights across the top with the same, uh, some open glass and crystal, some uh, appearing to be a small window of stained glass that glitters down in bright blues, purples, reds, oranges. Um, there's definitely a stained glass motif in a lot of the interior of the fortress, um, which you've seen in some of Pelor's imagery and the symbol around him. It's like a, a circular stained glass structure that spirals in with the actual star and the sun in the center. Um, the music continues to go louder and louder the further in you walk, and you feel like you're being led along for a good 15 minutes straight. This structure, this hallway, just goes on and on, the arches just passing one after the other, after the other, uh, and your eyes have adjusted to the brightness of the interior now, uh, and eventually you come to another set of large doors. These doors themselves, uh, no wood, no stone, just pure, vibrant platinum and gold. And this, the symbol upon them seems to be the same circular motif as the symbol of the Dawn Father, with the star in the center. But the detail and intricacy, as you get close and your eyes, especially uh, you, Vex and Vax, uh, you glance in and you can see on every small scale, even just a simple bar of the star and the sun has writing and has artwork. And then as you kind of look closer, even on a smaller scale, that writing is comprised of smaller artwork and smaller writing. It, the, you are thrown off by the level of detail and intricacy of this place's construction. You're, you're in awe, your jaw drops as soon as these, these reveals seem to just barrage you with each step into the structure. And at that point, the doors <laughs> open. And you wince once again as the light that fills the room from the inside is near blinding. You close your eyes a bit and all you hear is this deep, resonant voice say, Come. This has to be heaven. The doors just keep opening. <laughs> <laughs> this must be the bright light that everyone sees when they die. 
Gotta steal those That's doors. Not what so you want to steal the doors? <laughs> <laughs> what? It's a terrible thing to say in the presence of the dog book. All right, one foot in front of the other. Here we go. Oh, we can't hear Liam. Say that again. One foot in front of the other. Here we go. I said. Okay. Let's go. You shield your eyes upon stepping into the actual chamber because otherwise you're not, even closing your eyes isn't enough. The light is so intense and it still kind of hurts through your eyelids. So as you step inside and kind of look off, you can now glance around the interior of this chamber and the same level of fractal-like scrolling detail that you saw in the doors lines every inch of the wall on the inside of this large square chamber. Hundreds of feet across on each side, it's, it's incredible. Um, the floor is almost mirrored in its polish. And you're glancing down, while there is no uh, immediate shadow, though behind you, the bright light does cast a bit behind you. Um, you can see your reflection almost perfectly in the uh, polished floor below. Um, you glance up and you see the interior of that giant steeple-like tower that sat at the center of the fortress the distance. And you look up almost endlessly, you can see floor after floor after floor after floor after floor uh, with just an endless spiral of various stained glass uh, structures and reliefs and small statues that protrude from the edges. And this tower is seemingly hollow, just leading up, 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 up. And you can't even make out the top of it from this distance. It looks like a tower that is infinite almost from this perspective. It's so big. Is the light coming from the tower? No, the light's coming from the center of the room. As your eyes slowly adjust and you glance past your fingers and your hands, you see there in the center of the chamber is a 25-foot throne of gold, brass, silver, and ruby. Uh, and sitting upon that throne sits a mighty being wearing the most intricate and beautiful golden plate armor you've ever seen. Uh, similar in detail and design as the interior of the chamber around you. It almost blends in if you didn't see it shift. A white cloak encases the shoulders of this entity and sways gently at their side like it's been brushed off and dangles over one of the armrests. And where a head would be, instead there is a burning star so bright that you can only look but a second before you have to avert your gaze and shut your lids out of the pain. Just enough time to barely make out the outline of what appears to be a male head, almost featureless, burning within the corona. This you can only imagine, is the Dawn Father himself, Pelor. As you step into the chamber, the door <laughs> closes behind you, and the winged uh, planar entities that pushed you in are not in the chamber, it's just you and the Dawn Father. <clears throat> Look how far we've come, guys. <laughs> from, from throwing shit at people to... Didn't you do that just last week? I do, I do that most yeah. weeks. Grog. Old habits die hard. Next time we visit the Dawnfather, wear some underwear. This floor is like a mirror. 
but I don't ever. Oh, okay. What do you? Oh God. <laughs> Ooh. You mean I can? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Vox Machina. Oh, oh shit! shit. <laughs> 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 a little bit of pee comes out. A little bit. He knows our name, guys. You guys, he knows our name. You come with purpose. I can sense your determination. What would you tell me of your purpose? Vecna walks the earth. We are here to prevent the coming of a third calamity. We seek the means to destroy him and all he stands for. He seeks ascension into godhood. And all your children are in danger and we have begun communing with the gods. And I extend slowly the wings and bow my head uh, in deference to him. Divergence is threatened. Hmm. You. Your your gods have a. Your 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 creatures have some of our proof in their care at the moment. Another seeks the path of the matron of ravens. A flaw in our annihilation of her hubris. That it still exists is dire news that it exists in the hands of such a slippery, vile mortal as Vecna, even more so. I thank you for your haste in sharing your findings. I shall ponder a strategy. He leans back in his chair, busks his hand like this, and the doors behind you <laughs> open. It was you that I was speaking to in Whitestone. I had no idea. We have the eye of Vecna. This form shifts a bit, seems to lean forward on the throne, resting the bright, burning star-like head on the edge of its gauntleted fist, leaning forward in your direction. You try and glance up, but it just hurts in the presence. Present the artifact. Well, we gave it to... No, 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 we oh. still have it. Oh, we do? Yeah, he kept okay. it with us. Oh. Uh, oh, I have it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Could you guys turn them off? Yeah. We can't hear them at all. Please. So as you, you place the box on the ground, I'll try to sort of take it over, or I'm gonna leave it on the ground. He's, it's a little hot over there. Okay. <laughs> As you leave it on the ground, you can't see his eyes, you can't see where he's facing necessarily, but you, you can sense his attention. It's like, a, like a, a beacon across the room. It's ever present, but there is definitely a focal point that you can sense when it comes to you. It's, it's like having a spotlight on you amongst a theater of thousands of people. It's intimidating, but also uh, exhilarating. Um, and the beacon shifts in the direction of the small box you placed on the ground. Immediately the box flips open, and you watch as the eye just kind of levitates out on its own, twitching and looking around in all directions. It has no lid to close. 
and the tiny uh, slit-like iris of it seems to retract the best it can in the presence of such bright light. <clears throat> you hear this low, ruminating, hmm. Do you have purpose with this? Only if it can help us destroy Vecna. Yes. Do you know how this would help you destroy Vecna? We, we do don't not. Know how to destroy we Vecna. We seek knowledge and power. And assistance. I could destroy this right now. Only if you do not need it. Its existence is a threat. But the choice is yours, since you brought it before me. Do you know what help it would be to us on the material plane? Just kind of stares through you, the beacon finds you. It's not the only one in existence, there are others. Is that true? I think it might be, yes. Oh. Right? No. There were other, no. Was there other no. people with that? His other eye. There are other people missing eyes, but this is the no. only one of this you've it's seen. It's his, and it should be destroyed. Right now? Perhaps. I mean, maybe it'll make him weaker if it is destroyed. He obviously it destroyed. put it in his scion. We destroy it, we keep someone else like Delilah Briarwood from coming into power. Right? Yes. Yes, I think. I. I, I say destroy it. Destroy it. Delilah was obviously his pawn, and she was using it. Fuck it. Destroy it. Destroy it. You stand. You stand with a master of the Grey Hunt. She is the one who can speak for Whitestone on that level. If you say destroy it, we destroy it. The beacon comes back to you again. The stage beneath you, everyone around you seems to vanish in the light. It's just the attention of this entity, this god ancient beyond all thought and reason that you could contemplate, awaiting your answer. You know so much more than we do. If you believe it is unsafe, then we trust your wisdom in destroying it. The wisdom of the creators is to instill their creations with the choice of their own destiny. Then I say, destroy it. What, 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 if, what if we can... The choice is made. <laughs> Use it! <laughs> and with that point, you watch as the eye, without leaving attention from you, the eye begins to lift up out of the box once more, the hand that was under the chin kind of unfurls into a clasping set of fingers. And as they clench together, you hear the metal clink and grind, and you watch as this light begins to flare around the eye. And if you could hear a squeaking scream from a powerful <laughs> artifact, you like watch You watch as it <laughs> and just burns in a flash, and <laughs> the shattering sound echoes throughout the room. You see a burst of greenish dark energy, and for a moment, the light in the room seems to dim, like a very, very faint, almost brown out. Okay. I think it's 
a good thing. I think that's yeah. a good thing. I do too. It's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Yes. Vecna's a puppeteer. He used that to move Delilah. It's gone. Now, if you have no further business. We seek out the goddess Ayun, the goddess of knowledge. The ritual of seeding was lost to time, and we know that the goddess Ayun is one of the only keepers of that knowledge. There's a moment of contemplation on his end. She is safe. She recovers, hidden away. I know elements of where she resides, but this information only belongs to those trusted. So. And her help seal away the chaos on these secrets before. We may need your help doing it again. Leans forward towards you and you feel the beacon of attention shift towards you this time. And you, Keyleth, who have spent most of your life trying to dodge and dive from the attention of the masses, trying to buck the destiny that has been thrust upon you since childhood. Here in this moment, you have the attention of one of the prime creator gods of Exandria, and you feel yourself weaken and strengthen at the same time. You're not sure whether to run or stand, and the voice comes out once more. I have champions across all of Exandria who have lived longer and proven themselves worthy, capable. My consecrations are taxing, and I will not have it wasted on those set to fail. How can we prove ourselves to you? You have not one faithful among you, yet you beseech my blessing. I could be your champion. You could teach me to believe. I arguably am faithless. I know you all know that. I believe and I have respect and I am awe-inspired by all of this. But Faith, I still don't know if I have. But I have... I believe you could teach me. Is there anyone else who would challenge this proclamation? defeat. I don't want to challenge you, Keyleth. But... What? 
We already have one champion of the Raven Queen. Why not? Once you blessed Whitestone. Whitestone is under my watch and keep. It was created through the battlefield in which I seal Therizadun himself. It was the grounds in which Ayun was wounded in the Calamity. There was much sorrow in those lands. Yes, it is under my watch. I am um, kind of friends with the Sun Tree. <laughs> we talk occasionally. <laughs> A faithless stance to try and accept the champion's mantle. I ask once more, is there any to challenge this claim? Keyleth, let me. I've never felt this before. You are the Lady of Whitestone. It suits you. Very well. You step forth with the growing bud of faith. That befits the growth of a champion. I will see you show me your quality. You is the vessel. Kneel before me. I kneel. Leans forward at the edge of the throne. You hear the metal clinking as the plates shift and move. And you can hear now, at the proximity as he leans down towards you, the faint flicker of the surface of the sun-like head that is the beacon of the Dawn Father's face. You would accept my trial, brave soul. Then you and your allies must ascend the Tower of the Zenith. The chosen among you, Lady Vexalia. You must reach the top of the tower before this time runs thin. And as he lifts his hand, you watch as apparating in the air, oh, no. a container of glass with the sand across the top. He lifts his other hand, and another one appears. And these two hourglasses now held aloft, just gliding slowly above the space where you stand. Ascend to the zenith. Embrace your faith and throw yourself in the fires of dawn. Should you be strong of heart and your faith be true, the flames will grant you my blessing. Just me? Uh, or the fuck group that, of us? I'm not doing that. You must jump into the flames. They can help you ascend. However, your trial begins now. Oh, no. And you watch as oh. one of the, the, uh, the glasses suddenly shifts, and three of the winged planers appear in the room, 
armored around you, arms crossed, and they look to be trying to block the passage into the tower as they <laughs> fly up. And you look up to the seemingly endless beacon above you, to the top of the tower that you cannot see at this distance, and you know immediately, somehow, quickly, you have to get there. So, what are you doing? It's been ages. Going back Thursday. Challenges. Oh, I've got the boots, but I—I mean, I take off going. I go take. Wait, wait, wait. Click your boots of haste. I'm—I'm going to turn her into a red dragon. Do you want that? Sure. Boots of haste before I does it. Okay, so you click your boots of haste. They come into you. You feel the surge of energy, the rush. The, the, the burst of, of adrenaline through your body as you begin casting uh, True Polymorph. Oh my god. Alrighty. <laughs> Does that ever end? Do you have to cancel it? Yes. Okay, hold right. on. I'll take so, care of one of them. As you begin to ascend up, you watch <laughs> as the three planar begin to rush towards you, their arms out to grasp. Anyone else going to do anything? Yeah, I would like to smash my gauntlets together and cast Enlarge. Alright, so you'd go into your larger form now. And rage. And, and you I'll, rage. I'll charge one of them. They're up in the air. Oh, She's I'll flying just keep up. Carpet. Get on the carpet. That I pull the carpet up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I click my boots of spider climbing and spend an action surge to draw and start taking taking shots at the wings. I want to drop them out of the air. Okay, go for it. Make three shots. What? Very quickly. Right. As you are ascending on the broom as quickly as possible, and then begin to converge on you, you feel this like tickle of energy in the back of your mind, and you watch as your hands begin to suddenly grow claws and scales and red color. Vex. Yeah. Do Anything? something. I cast I'm Shield out. of Faith on my own ass. Okay. Shield of Faith, cast on Vax. Can everybody fly? Uh, I'm yeah. running up the wall anymore. I, before I polymorph, I toss you my broom. <laughs> Are you going to allow that? <laughs> sure. So, so you throw the broom off the side and you begin to plummet immediately <clears throat> through the air. As you're concentrating on the spell to cast it, you finish it off and you plummet back about half the distance and then. <laughs> These giant sure. leathery red dragon wings whip out of your form and you catch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the, ro- the broom clatters to the ground and Scanlan rushes over and grabs it and manages to get under his grasp. You know that would. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so you begin to ascend upward right as they begin to descend on your dragon form. Uh, 20, 24, and 36. 20, 24, and 36. They all hit. Thump, thump, thump. That's a uh, that's a um, strength saving throw, or they fall a little bit. Strength saving throw. All right, that is a eighteen. Uh, nope. Uh, they fall. Twenty-one. That's okay. And a twelve. Nope. So two of them. You shoot two of the wings out of the way, and they plummet down. And you manage to co- coast past two of them Die. in your dragon form. One of them does manage to grab onto you and get its hands and big, strong hands in the back of your head and try and steer you to the side. Can I cast frightful presence? Uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. <laughs> it's going to attempt to... Uh, no. Oh, man. All right. It tries to pull against you, but even with its, its extremely strong planar strength, uh, it cannot guide you away from the path, and you push past. You're now outside of the chamber in the base of the tower, just flying upward. Uh, you can go ahead and use your Frightful Presence. Yeah. All right, so that's your action. All of the Is creatures. Everybody? No, 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 no. Oh, of my choosing. So God. all the bad, all the not bad guys, yeah. but, you know, the people on fight. Okay. <laughs> Uh, as you roar loudly and it echoes, <laughs> filling the entirety of the chamber, the music of the uh, the surroundings now merging and shifting with this horrible dragon roar. Uh, none of these angelic entities seem even remotely affected by it. Oh, really? They don't even have to make a wisdom saving throw? They are immune to fear. Oh, well. <laughs> or being frightened, sorry. That makes sense. 
But you continue flying upward? Yes! Okay, um, so, uh, so you finish the spell, you take your shots. Uh, Keyleth, Pike, anything? Um, I'm gonna yeah. hop, uh, am I close enough to Grog to hop onto the uh, carpet as well? Okay, so Pike and Grog get onto the carpet. Keyleth, what are you doing? Uh, how close is there? Are, are people oh, clustered no. up together by now? Do I take the alignment of the animal that I'm polymorphed into? No, she's Not the alignment, just your mental score. Okay. All right, so are people like super clustered together? Is she uh, now clustered with them? No, she's she's above everybody. She's way past all you guys. She just shot straight up. So the the angel dudes are all kind of clustered together. Uh, two of them are fell a little bit. One of them's on her back. Okay. Um, she's making her way up, guys. I'm going to the first the first saying glass is starting to run out. Come on. Throw up a big. Uh, a level five flaming sphere. Uh, wait, can I do a with my spear? Can I do a higher level fireball, and just do more charges out of it? Uh, right. Or no? I'll I'll say no because cannot spend more charges to increase the level of the spell. Then I will do a um, hurry, hurry, fifth level time flaming is sphere. Out. Kaboom. Okay, so the flaming sphere slams upward. Oh. All right. Uh, it's the side there. Fast, saving throw. Fast, Rolls a one saving throw. So it takes oh. damage. The flaming sphere hits it. However, it doesn't hit both of them. Uh, no, you can slam it into one creature per turn. So one of the ones on her back. You mean? Uh, What's the range on the flaming sphere? No time for a book. Never mind. It doesn't matter. Whatever. The flaming sphere slams into one of the ones that's not on her back. It's too far to your range. It's fine. All right. So, who's doing what next? I'm rocketing up on the rug. Okay, the rug, not very fast, and her speed is much faster as a dragon, so you guys are coming up behind and you're just watching the dragon. Are we close to any of the either two that are at the bottom? No, but as soon as that, that timer went out, the chamber's roof above you slams shut. You're all cut off from Vex. Fair enough. Oh. I, I was running up the wall, I didn't up. make it in time? I got not up, at your speed, no, it's a big it. chamber. Fair enough. Shit. It's okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm going to just haste as fast as I can and... Do I get, when I click to my boots, do I still get a hasted action? Yes, you do. Okay, cool, then I can go 160 feet. Yes, yes you can. Uh, the uh, the planer is still holding on the back of your head. It's going to make another strength check. That is, ooh. I'm going to try to tail whip him. All right, I want is you that to a make, thing I can do? Make, make an athletics check. Oh, okay. Pike and I are just wailing on the two. Ooh, I have like Hello. a red dice. It's like so perfect, there and I go. never What'd choose this one. Okay, well. <laughs> um, what, am I, what am I adding to it? So whatever your strength modifiers, if there's an athletics, Score, then whatever your strength modifier. Uh, oh, that a, would be a plus a, five? Are you talking about like hers or the dragon? Oh, a plus the seven. Yeah. So 13. 13. The planer grabs one side of your horn and causes you to slam into the side of the tower and <laughs> you skid across and smash into one of the stained glass windows, which <laughs> fires out the side and you end up slowing down a bit and it actually takes you a moment. It, it, it just halves your speed for this round. Oh, no. You cr- try and get your wings back up. Are you, are you going to do anything about the guy on your back or are you going to keep just plugging as fast as you can? No, upward? I'm going to, um, he's on my back or he's like he's hanging like, he's like on, on He's me. like on your neck and head. He's like holding on and trying to steer you off the side uh, by controlling your movement. I'm going to spin and try to slam into the wall and like n- knock him into the stone. Like, okay. you know, can, like can, in can Princess Bride. Like a he's wing like, thing? Is well, that a wing? Yeah, I'm going to use my wings oh. to like thrust me faster okay. into the wall. Okay, go ahead and make an athletics check. Uh, okay. Run dice, right. No, no. Okay, athletics check. Was it plus a seven? So, uh, 19. 19, 17. So you <laughs> slam into the wall and you hear <laughs> behind you, the, gla- the stained glass that shattered <laughs> reforms Ooh, cool. right where you left it. And you continue to ascend upward. It's still holding on to you, oh, right. um, but it's, uh, it's now a disadvantage on this next roll because you slammed into the wall. So, okay. <laughs> making your ascent upward as fast as you can. You watch as the tower just slowly pincers closer and closer. You watch as another layer begins to no, no, close no. above. 
Um, all right, he's going to attempt to try and slam you into the wall again. Uh, go ahead and make another athletics check. Roll d20 and add your strength modifier. Go for it. That one did that, count. You didn't mean you okay. didn't intend to roll it. Okay. Oh, okay. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yeah, you beat him. He tries to pull you off to the side, and you begin to skid into it. Your wing oh. hits the side of the tower, <laughs> but you keep pushing forward. The pain hits you. You end up taking about twenty-five points of damage, just grinding into this uh, divine golden side. But you keep flying up. <laughs> the tower gets tighter and tighter and tighter. You now can see as the uh, the the planner is going to attempt to. Uh, <laughs> can okay. I wait? Can I? What are you gonna do? Can I? Uh, He's, is he hanging on to me with one arm now? What is Two, he doing? Like, how uh, is he doing? Because I knocked him into the wall, right? Yeah. So, oh god. Ah, god. I just, I just use my, I'm gonna just dash. I'm gonna fuck him and just dash. You're gonna go in double speed. Double right. speed it. You shoot, you, you, just, you just shoot up. Uh, Never okay, call him that gives back. him a full round to go ahead and try and scare you off. Gordon, that's a, uh, fuck him in the dash. uh, roll again with your strength. Uh, uh, 15. <laughs> Slams you into the wall. She's getting slowed down a little bit. But you I'm now six closing. But you are dashing, so you get a second speed run, which does get you up towards where the wall is closing now. You can see now the bright light is getting brighter and brighter. Your eyes are hurting in the presence. You can see a large brazier at the top of the tower that is now in flames before yeah. you. You're not quite there. You have one more round. He's going to go ahead and now turn around, and the the uh, the angel turns around on your face and is going to attempt to punch in your eyes. Oh, what? shit. Uh, what? Is that is a twenty-one. Oh yeah, I'm gonna use my legendary resistance. Uh, well, it's it's a physical attack on oh. you. Oh shit! Um, so what's your what's your AC? Uh, 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 uh nineteen. Natural. Okay, yeah, it hits you. You take disadvantage on your okay. next strike. Go ahead and roll an athletic check to try and buck him off one last time. Go, go, this is the go, only one you have go, time for. Go. Disadvantage or what? Disadvantage because he punched you in the face. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, 14. 14, all right, you're slowing down, you're slowing down, you're not gonna get in there, he's like bashing you in the face. I'm gonna take my claws up and just rake him! Okay, we're gonna have the strength check. Go, go, go! Uh, uh, what is it, 18? 18. 11, you thrust him off your face as he falls off down below. Make it up to the top, and you can now see the brazier is about the size of your dragon form. It's, it's, it's physically your size, and you can see now the towers begin to Close oh it around you. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna reach the tower thing and push myself up through. Okay, you pull your way up to the top, and now you're right above the brazier of the flames. You look down into the brazier, the fire there burning, this ever-present height, the heat in your face. into the fire! You dive into the fire, your dragon form, which resists it at that point, it immerses your entire form, at which point you hear the tower guys above you crack, and you hear this echoing sound of what sounds like shattering of a thousand windows at once. You, as you dive into the flames, feel this moment of searing bright pain in your eyes, in your mind. Your dragon form is immune to flames, um, but your form suddenly shrinks. The spell dispelled. The, uh, the dragonoid form just cast away. Um, you sense this, this kind of lost Nothing. Your whole body is numb at this point, and you're just surrounded by a white light. Much like where Vax in the plane and his communion with the Raven Queen is enshrouded in darkness. This is just endless, every color. Um, you have no sense of personal form, you have no sense of time, place, and for the first time in a long time, you don't remember your name. For a brief instant, you think what bit of conscious thought you can make is this, is this what oblivion feels like? Did you make the right choice? Were you led astray? Were you strong of heart enough? 
The flames were intended to cleanse away sin, darkness, possibly those who are unworthy. Is this it now? Did you fail? You guys down below, watch as the uh, the chamber doors that closed off above you open up again to reveal the tower. And you can see there, suspended uh, in the middle of the air, thousands of shards of stained glass that had just shattered inward from the impact, but frozen, just held in place. As they all slowly retract back, reforming the windows that were once there. Whatever impact or shockwave had scattered them below, reversed and repaired. And you watch as they do so, ascending. Slip towers back untouched as it was. The one planer that had ridden the dragon form of Vex towards the top of the tower slowly descends. And lands next to the three others. And they all give a nod towards the Dawn Father, who's still there, not looking upward, just looking at the rest of the remaining members of Vox Machina. His beacon of attention just shifting from one to the other. The three planners leave the still open doors. What does she mean to you? To us? To you, all of you. I told you that I was faithless, which might be true when it comes to the gods, but not with Vexalia, not with Vox Machina. She gives me my power. Her name is Vex, and she is greedy and mean sometimes, and uh, she can be, she can steal a lot. She's a little bit not the greatest person, but she, her flaws highlight everything that is right about her, which is she does all these things to protect her friends and her family. She would give her life for any of us and for anyone who was truly in need. And she's not perfect, but 
She's the most perfect of all of us. She believes in me. She tries to teach me to use my brain, which I don't do very often. She tries to teach me to learn from the world, and she always cheers me on, which not a lot of people do. I believe in her. The beacon shifts to you, Pike. I don't have a real sister, but I consider her more of my sister than I've ever had. She's family. And if you take her from me, there will be hell to pay. <laughs> Beacon shifts to Percival. She is mistress of the Grey Hunt of Whitestone, Baroness of the First House of Whitestone. She is my heart and my judgment, and the future that I have chosen. And she is the one that I have betrothed to. What? Betrothed? The beacon shifts back to Vax. She is every hope I have. When I am gone, she will make the world right. She has the intelligence and the savviness and the heart to make real-world decisions. She is me, but better. She is your champion. Then there is hope and you watch as in the center of the chamber a second star seems to be birthed before you, this bright point of light that begins to swell in equal intensity as the head of the Dawn Father himself as a flash consumes the chamber and there before you, you see now reborn, hair scattered back, intact, slowly descending, eyes closed, consciousness not yet drawn from within. Vexalia, as her feet touch the ground and she falls to her knees, she breathes in. Your eyes open. You look around and see the faces of your friends, your family. And you're immediately aware of the presence of the entity behind you. As you spin and look, whereas once there was a burning star, and to the rest of you, you see the painful, endless light that averts your gaze. It doesn't hurt your eyes as much. 
and you can see the faint features, the soft cheeks, the hairless head, and the bright, warm eyes of he who brings the dawn. And you can see the smile there behind the light. There is hope. Get your blessing of the nun, Father. No! Oh, shit. Oh. Yes. Super so, like, what did I get? What is it? You naturally have resistance to necrotic damage. Oh, oh that's good for me. Getting that fucking finger in death. And you just want to read the rest after you can. Um, as a bonus action, you channel the light of day into your being. For one hour, you admit, you admit, fuck me running, you emit bright light in a 120 foot radius, and any evil creature within that 120 foot radius that hits you with an attack or a spell immediately suffers 4d6 radiant damage and is knocked prone. You're a walking nuke. Once this bright Once like this a diamond. <laughs> Once this blessing ability is used, it can't be used again for seven days. Same thing. Yeah. Holy moly. <laughs> Blessings of the gods. Get to add a six star to the to the Dorolo crest. <laughs> Fucking excited. Thank you. Whoa. Thank you for allowing me to represent you. If what you say is true, then we are too late to prevent this ascension. Know that killing a god is beyond even most deities. To destroy is to diminish one low enough to seal them away for eternity, as I have done once before. Such a technique I used to banish the Chained Oblivion once, after it nearly slew the Knowing Mistress. Having brought it low in battle, Ayun had devised something she called the Prime Trammel. The Prime Trammel? Trammel. Guided by a sizable sliver of a god's power, one such device could be formed. And when enough are affixed to a wounded god, seal them away in a plane beyond the Astral Sea. Such a method could perhaps force a new god back through the Divine Gate and beyond the reach of your world. Ayun, however, the one who has the design for such an artifact. She has been in hiding since her wounding. She heals still the wounded god and has feared for the past eight centuries that her enemies seek to finish the job. We communicate on occasion through missives and emissaries. All that I know is the key to her hidden realm is within someone. 
The last word from the mistress from nearly a century before granted me this, and the gauntleted hand extends and opens, and there you see, apparating in the space above, what appears to be a, a three-dimensional topographical map of some kind. It slowly rotates, made of pure sunlight and flame. It's a, a mountain range with a glowing light within a small hidden house or hovel within a forest. Um, make an investigation check. I would say Keyleth, Vexalia, Vaxeldon, and Scanlan. Natural 20. Oh, good, thank God. Oh, oh, my. This mine's <laughs> uh, also oh, a natural 20. Oh. Well, that's Damn. Cool. <laughs> amazing. It's a real good map. Well. Yeah. <laughs> my investigation's not great. Yeah. What'd you get, Max? Uh, not a natural 20. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Glancing at it, both of you recognize, as it, as it kind of pulls back and shifts inward, uh, this is deep within the Cliff Keep. This is far north of Craghammer. This <sighs> is in a forested region outside the Pools of Wittebach. Pools of Wittebach? Wittebach. Uh, once, once a, uh, a gnomish home, it uh, befell to a terrible uh, natural occurrence sparked by unnatural means, and now since it's become a series of acidic and toxic uh, natural liquids and, and waters that burble up from beneath the earth, and many wandering giants and uh, larger ogreish folk use to their heart's content. But it's not in the pools of Wittebach, just near this strange hovel. The voice of the Dawnfather burrs forth once more, the heavy resonance shaking the room. If you seek to devise these prime trammels, and take this stone, my champion. It should be enough essence for one of them. And you watch as he reaches up into the halo, the corona of light around the head, and plucks from behind an ear a small bead of extremely bright light. And it seems as he pulls it from his head, you watch the, the strength and intensity of his glow just ever so faintly diminish and places it in your hand. And as soon as it reaches, it's released from the, the gauntleted fingers. It's so massive, each, each finger is as thick as your torso. Um, it plops into your palm, and the glow fades. And there before you, you see what looks to be some sort of an oval-like opal. I love opals. They're so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> now, I have invested what I can safely do within you. Go. Be swift. Find this key. Strike soon. Destroy or seal this great evil. And prove my faith in you is not misplaced, Vexalia. It won't be. The doors behind you, they're already partially ajar. Open up all the way. I guess I'll put this in a really safe pocket then. 
Just one that's like got a, an extra snap. Yeah, it's got a protective like zipper. Like triple snap and then a zipper over it. Just don't let it fall in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. I take out the little pebble and I just drop oh, it on the floor. <laughs> you actually reach for the pebble? It's not there. Uh, Shit. Was <laughs> <laughs> there a hole? In the, in it, no? No hole. But Sarah Ray was not, was not going to teleport you across the realm, letting you take away one of the <laughs> prized <laughs> souls of her people. Oh, those are the souls. Pope, Travis, that was the Pope. <laughs> Should have swallowed the rock. <laughs> As you exit the chamber, you can see the, uh, the various souls in Planar that currently wander the halls on their own business have all now joined shoulder to shoulder as a procession showing you a respectful exit from the compound. And as you walk, they all seem to give a nod of respect towards Vexalia, the now freshly chosen champion of Pelor for this endeavor. As you step beyond the staircase that leads you down beyond the Fortress of the Sun into the center of the clearing that is watched and protected by the various trees of the Dawn Father, looking out amongst the endless progression of the orchards, you consider what your next path is to discover who and what this key is to Ayun, and hopefully there's enough time, because time right now and the decisions you make will greatly affect what can and cannot be done. And that's where we're going to end the session. Oh my god. Thanks for listening to the Critical Role Podcast. If you enjoyed this past adventure of Vox Machina, you can catch us live on Thursdays at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash geekandsundry. Is it Thursday yet? Hello, fans of Dungeons & Dragons and actual play podcasts. Lovers of lore-rich storytelling, phenomenal characters, and grand adventures. The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast, would like to invite you to check out our actual play. We're a top-charting podcast with a thriving community and over 200 hours of epic story for you to binge. I catch up on. The Homebrew is a D&D 5th edition campaign reskinned as a huge sci-fi space opera. Join us anywhere podcasts are found by searching The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. One more time, that's The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast.